0: Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey Girl. Hey girl. (laughs) Kirsten, it's so good to talk to you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for saying yes to this. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. I'm so honored. You are like, you feed my soul every day. So I'm really happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. So before we dive into this conversation, I would love for you to let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do.
1: I am Kirsten Corley Bennett. I am from Chicago. Currently, I'm a full-time stay-at-home mother. I'm serving in ministry, and I really just am fully engulfed in raising my kids right now. That's where I'm at. And we're based in Chicago. I was born in Houston, raised here, and I feel like I've lived so many lives. But Mm -hmm. where I'm at currently is just recently married, and I have two young children. One is four and one is eight months. And so they're my wife. World.
0: <laughs> mm, that is so great. So I wanted to talk with you about mothering and about your self-care practices within mothering, especially I think this is a, yeah. a perfect time to talk about this while we're quarantined and we can't do anything much with the kids. So how has it been? How has your life transformed since becoming a mother of two? And what has the difference been between raising your four-year-old and this new baby that you guys have?
1: Wow, a loaded question. I know, sorry. Sorry, no. (laughs) That's fine. Wow. So how has my life transformed since becoming a mother? I mean, in every single possible way. When I first had Kinsley, I was 20, I was 24. And I mean, it was just like, I just remember when I was pregnant and feeling like this fantastical, like, oh, I'm going to have a baby soon. And I just really, I had seen other people with little children, but I really didn't know what to expect. And when I had that baby, like it just hit me like a ton of bricks in the best way. But also I, my life just felt like it was like pulled from, under my feet you know Mm -hmm. like everything all of my freedom and all of that went out the window and it was really hard for me actually with when Kenzie was born I didn't realize it until probably like a year after but I deeply depressed and I had postpartum depression I loved raising her though like I was so hands-on with her and I was the main person that watched her and so that was really rewarding. And I breastfed her for 18 months. And so we just have an amazing bond. But my life was transformed in the sense that I had to just be home and be still with myself and kind of just like heal and go through a lot of different things and emotions that I didn't really ever have to deal with just from like being busy and doing whatever I needed to do at the time. And so it transformed me. It taught me patience. It taught me love in a real Mm. real authentic way it taught me you know that I had a lot of things I needed to heal from at the same time because I didn't want to you know repeat certain um, parenting styles and just things that were taught to me I didn't want to repeat those things so it just taught me how to work on myself in a really transformative and my inner self way Mm. because I think before then I was very I was always just like thin and kind of like I was very shallow in the sense of like my outer appearance was just what I was kind of relying on in a sense, if that makes any sense at all. And so when I had that big transformation with my body, that was really hard for me. I wasn't used to just having a different type of body. My body went through so many different changes and that really taught me how to love myself also and just be confident in my body and just love myself from a standpoint of like, I just had a baby and I'm watching my body go back to how it was, but it's never going to be back how it was again, but it really just... That trans—I mean, you know—that mm-hmm. transformation is amazing to me. So I just felt like a warrior. I felt undefeatable. Like I was like, I could do anything now. It's so many different emotions, but it was just transformative, completely from the inside out. With Kinsley, so that was like that was a big thing with Kinsley was learning just everything about how motherhood is just different. But then with Marley, which is my eight-month-old, I just had her. Um, I I was pregnant with her. I got married that year, last year, and. I had her probably, I don't know how many months after we got married, but there was so much that happened in our lives last year. Yeah, And then I had her and what I vowed with Marley was just like, I'm going to get help. (laughs) Like I'm going to ask for help I'm not going to try to do this all by myself and so with her it this quarantine has definitely been a blessing because I think with her I've had help from the beginning so that when this quarantine actually started it forced me to be with her in the way that I really was with Kensley and sit down and just like watch her grow and so it's really humbled me and blessed me because I feel like when I was pregnant and I had so many celebratory things I feel like I couldn't fully celebrate because I was just like tired and mm-hmm. so I was like oops 2020 is my year like I'm about to travel, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that. And guys said, no, <laughs> you're about to do. <laughs> And it's been such a blessing. I mean, it's been amazing. Just being with these last three months, I feel like she's literally started crawling after quarantine started, and to now she's just like all over the place. And it's amazing. I mean, there's a huge difference in each child, but I could go on and on about that. But I just think that my biggest transformation was definitely with Kensley. And even now, like I just feel like I'm wiser and like learning different techniques on how to like mother my children that are healthy and I don't remember the other questions you asked. You asked that question and then there were a couple other ones.
0: Join Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. So I actually want to circle back because I think this can kind of loop in with the whole self-care thing. You mentioned, you know, learning how to love yourself after your shift in your body. I mean, our bodies go through major changes and so many of us struggle with like this pressure to quote unquote snap back and to be you know, just as snatched and fierce and whatever people say on the internet after having a baby. And I think that you being able to say that and be vulnerable in in that and saying I had to learn how to love myself over again, essentially. What did that teach you about your self-care practice and how you had to really like love on yourself during that time of transformation and acceptance.
1: Honestly, like it definitely was bad before it got good in the sense of like me just dealing with the changes of my body and all of those things. Like it caused a lot of just strife around me, like in my household, in my relationship at that time. Like it was just toxic. I was very like insecure. And, you know, what it really taught me was that I had to love myself first. And I also was just like I was completely I grew up in the church, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like liturgical dance and the choir and all the things and during my adult life I kind of strayed from that and it really it brought me back to my faith in the sense of and that's like where I'm rooted in. So mm-hmm. I think that is what taught me to be secured. I can be secure in my body, but it's definitely not a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely fell into the whole snapback like wanting to feel like I wanted to be snatched after I had Kensley. But mm-hmm. once I re- realized that my body was never going to be the same way again. It just taught me like, okay, me eating right isn't necessarily for a result. It's for me to feel good. It's me working out isn't necessarily so I can have this number on the scale, but it's more so that my mind can be in a space where I'm taking time to just take a break in my mind and exercise because it's what's good for my body and it's what feeds my body. And it ultimately makes me feel good. Like I'm an athlete and so I've always worked out. And I think I was so stagnant during that year of just being at home with the baby and having to do all like just being tired everything so it really taught me that I have to carve out space for myself or else I'm just like I'm empty when it comes to like giving to others like I have nothing to offer like mm-hmm. I have to carve out space to love myself whether it's working out whether it's eating right whether it's reading whether it's connecting with God and that is what fills me up so that I can like outpour from that into my child at the time which was just Kensley. and then whatever other relationships I had going on yeah that's what it really taught me
0: I think that's amazing. And I also love that with Marley, you said that you asked for help. So you were able to identify what you needed with Kensley through this birthing experience with Marley and I feel like having kids is a rebirth for the mother.
1: Yeah. It doesn't
0: matter how many kids you have, like you will be born again. <laughs> Each time is different <laughs> and you will learn to name your needs in these new ways. So asking for help is so pivotal. It really is. I want to talk about your faith. You stand okay. on faith. You are in ministry and I really am interested in knowing how you lean on your faith through times that are trying through those moments of maybe low self-esteem which we all have as women and mothers and through those just the trials and tribulations that we walk through as humans how do you lean on your faith
1: i really have to like in the morning or it helps if it's earlier in the day just for the day to go well it doesn't always ensure that my day is going to be perfect but for me, like, it's taking that moment in the morning to just have a grateful heart and say, mm. thank you that I'm living, that my, that my kids are healthy, that my husband is healthy, that I'm healthy, and just really giving thanks. And then just feeding myself, whether it be with the word or giving worship, all of those things put my heart in a, just a posture of gratitude and thankfulness. And mm. that cancels out everything else. I feel like that makes me feel down during this time. I mean, my emotions have been so up and down. every day, regardless of how much of the Bible I'm reading. And I'm thankful that my emotions are fleeting. Like I'll I'll be upset at night and I'll wake up and it's just like a fresh slate. Leaning into my faith right now is really just trusting that not, I have no idea like what the trajectory is of this, but I feel safe and secure knowing that God is going to work it out. And you know, I recently just joined the leadership team of a good friend of mine, Natalie, right? She has this organization called Club Worthy, which is a safe space for women to be encouraged by others and be supported by others. And I've recently started leading a prayer call and that has increased my faith on like a different level, just interceding for others through prayer. I didn't really imagine how much that could have increased my faith, but every time I get off a prayer call of leading one of those, I feel so encouraged. And so I mean, I would say that it's okay if you're not happy and you're not always feeling like the most thankful or the most positive but i think it's just knowing just resting in the fact of knowing that deep down you have a source that is providing you don't know how you're like not getting the virus or whatever is happening but it's really just trusting that i'm not going to walk through this with fear i'm not going to mm-hmm. not be able to go outside cuz we live in a condominium downtown mm-hmm. so a part of that is like in the beginning it was really hard for us to figure out how could we still get Kensley outside and do things so that we were taking care of our mental health. And Mm -hmm. for me and my and Kensley, we have to go outside. Like if we don't go outside for weeks or days at a time like it affects us and so really just not living in fear like saying okay we're going to protect ourselves we're going to wash our hands we're going to do this but we're not going to walk around carrying the fear that I feel like the media tries to instill in us and so leading into my faith has been pivotal I've been getting deeper I feel like I'm deeper and just reading and whenever I open the book I just feel comforted and I feel encouraged and that has been So important to me. Yeah. And just being a part of also to piggyback on that, being a part of a community with other believers, women that can encourage me in Christ, or women that I could go to and say, This is what I'm dealing with. Like I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed from housework, this, that, and the third. For them to affirm that and then say, It's okay, I'm going through the same thing, but here is how how can I be praying for you? Like that is Mm -hmm. also so big and it matters. And it seems like something so small. But I encourage anybody else. Like I've been trying to do that, just reaching out to my friends who I haven't seen in a long time and even though I'm not always trying to like FaceTime somebody just reaching out to someone and be like hey like how can I pray for you right now and mm-hmm. being of service to others and knowing that other women are praying for me like it just it solidifies it and it really just yeah it encourages me and keeps me what as good of a space as I need to be in you know what I mean
0: Yeah, I totally do. And it's so interesting that you said community because that was going to be my next question. What are you learning about? community through your faith and through the folks that you are in sisterhood even that you're able to lean on and what are you learning about community when it comes to mothering not only your children but also yourself because in a way we have to self-mother in order to mother our kids and that's something I've been really leaning deeper mm. into grow in motherhood and raise my children so I wanted to ask you yeah
1: Firstly, I'm going to answer the one about mothering myself before I talk about community with other mothers. Mm -hmm. But I've recently just gotten back into therapy and I was doing therapy before, but I wasn't crazy about my therapist. But that's just besides the point. (laughs) So I decided I got a referral from somebody. started doing like a FaceTime situation, Zoom therapy. And I really have been trying to like just deal with a lot of relationship dynamics that I have from when I was a child. And Mm -hmm. I've realized that I've suppressed so many memories from my childhood that like my sister has perfect memories of our childhood and I don't know why for some reason I don't like I just don't remember a lot of things my parents were divorced when I was younger and I mean it wasn't the most dysfunctional family you could possibly be in but it was still it had dysfunction and for me right now in this season mothering myself looks like unpacking all of the like dysfunctions and the trauma that I carried for me since I was a child and trying to understand why I suppressed the memories that I suppress and how I can just have better relationships with my mother and my dad I have relationships with both of them but they could be better mm. they could be more transparent and they could be I feel like I hold a little bit of resentment um, for whatever reason but for me I just want to like really work on my relationships with my parents because I want my relationship with my child to be a completely open one and I don't want to carry anything into that that's going to repeat itself from because of me because mm-hmm. I didn't work on it. Mm. So mothering myself right now looks really a lot like me working on my mental health and working on my relationships. Mm -hmm. That's been something that this quarantine has taught me too. I mean, beyond that, that it's just forced me to confront it. You know what I mean? Like there's nowhere to go. (laughs) I have to confront that. But then on the other sense of community with mothers, I have such an amazing group of friends, like from the beginning, that was what I felt like before my faith, I even came into the picture, my community of mother who saved me because I was just feeling so alone, like everything that I was going through, it was only me going through those things. And when I started to talk to other people who weren't married, or they were married to like just learning that they go through the same thing with whether it be with their partner, whether it be just, you know, feeling fatigued or feeling insecure or feeling like you know they're not enough or that they're tired or they're not doing a good enough job like Hmm. just being able to vent with no filter to other moms who have young children and sharing burdens essentially like that is what really saved me and those friends are still I'm very close with today and that's just like huge like I don't know what I would do if I didn't have other mom friends I could just talk to about (laughs) everything that's going on you know like anything and everything so it's really important.
0: So as we wrap up, I definitely want to ask you, what would you tell your younger self? How would you hold space for her? And how would you comfort her?
1: Who? My younger self. Like, how (laughs) old are we talking? Right. Like, how old are we talking?
0: Wherever you want to start age-wise. I like to ask this question because it helps us, like, kind of lean into how we need to love ourselves a little bit deeper and better, especially as we nurture, like, just our mental health, our relationships. Yeah all of that stuff?
1: I would tell my younger self that purpose is not some big idea that's out there that is unattainable that you have to go finding. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is literally right in front of you and God aligns every single person in your life in those relationships and those experiences to be your purpose so that you walk through those things and it's just doing the next right thing like I just would want to tell her that you don't have to go searching for something that you feel like is unattainable if your purpose is right in front of you you're right where you're supposed to be and if you keep just doing what you're called to do and what you feel like is the right thing you're going to land on your calling and you're going to live out your purpose and your destiny and that's what I would tell her (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.